1: Many people have many kind of questions about what's going on in my relationship or in my marriage. How do I change it? How do I make it better? All kinds of things. Also, sometimes people are asking, why does my spouse do this? Or why does my spouse do that? On this program, we're doing an open mic program, which means that we will talk about any of these things that you wish. And we'll talk about them in terms of you're telling me a little bit about it, asking a question if you wish, and I will answer. Hi. My name is Dr. Joe Beam. I am with a nonprofit organization that works with relationships. Sometimes on radio programs, they introduce me as their love, sex, and relationships expert. Well, I know a lot about it, both from my own life and from the hundreds of thousands of people who have been through workshops and seminars and courses that I've developed, in addition to the fact of working with couples in intense workshops for marriages in crisis. And so tonight we're going to be talking about what you wish to talk about. And that's what we're going to do for the remainder of this program. Let me mention one thing up front because of the fact that um, we want to do something to help some people right now. Uh, Lately, we've heard from a few people saying we would love to take your online course for people who want to save their marriages, but their spouse doesn't. And that course actually sells for $399. And we think that's a more and adequate. That's a good, good price for that. In other words, you're getting a whole lot more value than that. Not only do you get the 10 weeks of the online program, but you also get the call every week to a uh, conference call where that one of us, and it's typically me, will answer questions that you have specifically about your marriage or relationship. In other words, worth a lot more than $399. But We've heard some people lately talk about the fact, well, because of the economy right now and the way things are going, I don't quite have that much money. Do you ever run any specials? And so our chief executive officer, Kimberly Holmes, has decided that we'll do that, but for a limited time, which means that between now, right now, and the end of the day, October 31st, yes, I realize that's Halloween. We didn't choose that on purpose. But at the end of the day, on August 31st, in other words, by midnight that night, if you decide that you would like to have that online course and you are not yet participating in it, now for the first time, and actually the only time, we're going to be offering it at 50% off. And we're doing this just to help some people out. Our nonprofit doesn't have to make a profit, but it does have to break even. And so therefore, we charge fair prices for what we do, and we use every penny of that to run our organization and help couples. But right now, in an effort to help you, between now and October 31st, if you wish to order that, rather than $399, it'll be half that price. You say, Well, how do we get it? You go to www.marriagehelper. That's marriage help, E-R, marriagehelper.com slash save my marriage, all one word. So
2: www.marriagehelper,
1: marriage help, E-R, marriagehelper.com slash save my marriage, and you'll already find a coupon there. And you can cash that coupon in and get this program for half price. Now, if you already have bought it and, and have a friend that you've been trying to get to get to it, and he or she has been saying, well, I'd love to, but I don't just have that much money right now, call them, text them, email them, send the link to them and say, right now you can get it for half price. All right, so here we go. We're going to start this program talking about relationships and taking the calls as we come. Our first area code here is actually 417 and if I'm reading that correctly, I think that's Springfield, Missouri. And so, hello, one You're on How's it the going, Joe? show show. I'm doing well. Can I have a first name, please? Uh, Paul. Hi, Paul. What can we do for you tonight?
0: Well, Joe, um, you know, I've been in the course now for a while, and uh, I've gone on 17 months separated from my wife. Um, been working diligently on, on the pies and, and everything else for things. Um Recently, uh, my wife had out of a blue contacted me, and I uh, really think that maybe there's a, a shift in 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 her attitude of working on her marriage. Um, mm-hmm. She told me that you know that she was going to take a six month vow celibacy. During this time, she was involved with another guy uh, mm-hmm. in her separation, as was I, but haven't been since January. Um, and, and at this point, she's. So she's going to commit, take time to really work on herself and to uh, figure out, you know, where she wants to go with our marriage. And we need mm-hmm. to make a decision on these things, what's best for us, what's best for the kids and all that stuff. Um, okay. Again, like I said, I think this is a great point to be at with mm-hmm. what she's told me. Um, my thing is, is, you know, uh, with the program stuff, you know, gives all this information. Is there really some... Extra things that I could do, uh, as far as that, I have suggested going to the um, the workshop. She says mm-hmm. she's going to consider it, but hasn't committed to it.
2: Okay.
0: Um, you know, but I- I'm just looking for these, you know, something to kind of cement that I had talked once a while back about. We had had a, a two week period where we were spending time together, and then she cut me off, and it's been mm-hmm. now, um, I think, three months uh, since that had happened. Um, okay. But I'm just looking for that that extra oomph to kind of, you know, <laughs> I do some more to, to show, to get some good response from that because I feel like, you know, like I said, she's turned a corner
1: uh, mm-hmm. and
0: really focusing and trying to make a decision on it.
1: Good. Excellent. And and you are convinced that she has ended it with the other guy? Yeah. Good. Excellent. All right. Well, when that happens, and, and forgive me for being a little redundant from things you may have heard before, but remember, we talk about the fact that people don't leave what they have unless they believe what they're going to is better. And obviously, the fact that she left you to go away with that guy in that sense, while she was in that limerent state or whatever it was, that she felt that being with him would be better than being with you. Now, the fact that she's trying to figure out now, what do I do? Do I come back or not? It's not unusual that when people end a limerent relationship, they don't automatically come back to the spouse. And there can be various reasons for that. For example, they may have vilified the spouse. In other words, to justify what she was doing, she may have you know, convinced herself that you were a bad guy in this way, that way, or the other way. And often they also rewrite history. In other words, tend to remember the bad things and not the good. When they're coming out of limerence, those things start shifting back the other way. But the reason the person typically doesn't come right back to the marriage, like, wow, I want to come back, I want to be with you, Paul, it's because of the fact that she had convinced herself, apparently, that being away from you was the best situation. So what do you do? What you do is basically the same things we've been talking about before. It's it's not really an oomph time right now, Paul. Really what works best at this point is to make sure that you're being that calm, gentle, listening, understanding person that we talk about in, in the online course that you've been going through. That whenever she does take a brick off the wall, that you listen very, very carefully. And rather than doing much talking, you do a whole lot more questioning, like, can you help me understand that better? If she asks you a question, of course, you answer, and you answer openly and honestly. So rather than really looking for, uh, why, here's it's, it's looking good, what specific thing do I add to this? It's really more of what you've been doing apparently is working. Therefore, Stick with it. Stay with it. Stay with the fundamentals, the safe place, the listening, let her take the bricks off the wall, those kinds of things. I'd be very careful if I were in your shoes. I would be very careful not to come across as pushy or manipulative or or trying to do anything that makes her feel that uh, maybe I'm not making the right decision here. So Mm -hmm. when when I understand the question and I do appreciate it. And probably if I were in your situation I'd be thinking the very same thing. What I really suggest is just keep doing what you've been doing, but do it even better. Okay. Well
0: she's given me she she said six months, so I got six months to to Good. you know, prove myself and you know, at that six month point that's where she said that we're
1: gonna, you know, decide what we're gonna do. So Okay um, And that's in that six months are you gonna be spending any time together?
0: Yeah, we we I mean, and it's weird because this whole summer we've probably done more together as a family than we've ever done living mm-hmm. together, although the attitudes weren't the greatest to really enjoy those things, but we have done a lot and we see Good. talk to each other just about every day. So Wonderful. I mean, Communication sure. and opportunities definitely there.
1: Excellent. My friend, sounds to me like you're doing all the right things. Just keep doing those. Just be okay. be solid. Be solid. I, uh, hey, I'm I'm excited yeah. for you. This sounds great.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's been a you know it's been a long road, and uh, you know, and and through the Facebook page, it, you know, I see every few weeks it seems like there's a couple new people in there, and it's like man, just reliving where I was mm-hmm. months ago, and it's like right. you know, I, I do my best to encourage it, you know. You're gonna have mm-hmm. these feelings and you know, it's 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 hard to hard to think and hard to fathom but mm-hmm. you gotta you know, let them go and not worry about them because the more you worry and more you think about them, the more it's gonna hurt you and the more it's gonna, you know, bring you down and and that's the hardest part of, of this whole deal. But mm-hmm. I've gotten to that point where I'm easy with that, you know, I know Good. that I can't do nothing with that and just Good. wanna like I said, with this six month window, I was just looking for something that extra boost to I understand. I
1: understand. But you're doing the right thing, young man. You keep doing that. I believe in you. Okay?
0: Thank you, sir. All right. All right.
1: You take care. Have a good evening. Okay. And now we're going to go to, I think this is a Dallas number, area code 972. Hello, 972. You're on the Joe Beam Show.
3: Hello. Um, Can I have a first name, please? Mm -hmm.
1: Kara. Kara. Okay. Kara, how can I help you tonight?
3: Well, I've, uh, I'm. I'm just. I'm so excited to speak to you. Um, actually, I'm calling. Um, I've been separated. My husband and I have been separated for about on um, the twentieth of this month was six months, five months, and you know he moved out and we we had some issues and things just got you know all messed up. I said things I shouldn't have said, and he said things that he shouldn't have said. The last thing I said. Go, uh-huh. just go, just go. So uh-huh. he took me up on that. Uh-huh. We've been married 23 years. We dated for six.
2: Uh-huh.
3: And we, we've had our issues. We, we never really would talk. If we had, it's just filled with a bunch of resentment and things. Since I've been listening to your podcast, it's like I can you know identify all of our areas. Uh-huh. But, you know, he, he tells me, I don't love you, I don't want you, I don't like you. And it's like, okay, that's fine. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I hurt your feelings. Sorry. If I could take it back, I would, but you hurt my feelings. Very mm-hmm. immature, tit for tat, terrible thing. But I, I keep asking him, if you don't love me, you don't want me, you don't like me, then you need to divorce me.
1: hmm what does he say?
3: He's not. I'm not sure if he's cheating or not. At one point, it was just a, a terrible moment. I was looking, going through the bank account, and looking. I was going through the email, looking for um, a, a receipt, and mm-hmm. I found like a receipt from Amazon for personal toys. Hmm. So when I found it, I, I went to his apartment, and I, you know asked him about it and he's like i'm crazy (laughs) and and it's not what i think so Mm -hmm. i don't necessarily know if there's someone else whenever Mm -hmm. i feel like it i just go over he he opens the door i go in Mm -hmm. so i i don't know if his feelings are just extremely 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 hurt and if someone says i don't like you i don't love you i don't want you why do you not just divorce and, and go on i I,
2: mm-hmm.
3: I don't want a divorce that is not what i want but i don't i i hear the show i, I hear the podcast mm-hmm. and I, I read the website and i am just you know so admirable uh, enamored about the people who can stand and i don't know if i can do that mm-hmm. but i want my marriage but i don't know right. if i can and it's like if if he doesn't love me he doesn't want me you know uh-huh. just just go and, and that's over the course of the time we we've, we've had issues
2: uh-huh. where you
3: know he would say mean things and he's really a very gentle spirit i had he's a wonderful husband other than we have his mother and sister, and all these people have influence. And it's like, if you don't love me, you don't respect me, and you can't make me a priority, leave. Okay. And after 20-some-odd years of that, we had a moment on Mother's Day, and life just just went haywire. It was just the worst that it could have ever been. Mm-hmm. And when he left, as I was leaving, I said, just go, just go. So he went and he got an apartment. So why is it he wouldn't, He just won't go ahead and divorce me?
1: Okay. Let's talk about that for a minute or two. Uh, before we talk about that question, I am want to ask you another. You said you found the receipt for these toys. I'm assuming that that receipt told you what those toys were. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming they were sexual toys. yes. Were they sexual toys to be used on the male or sexual toys to be used on a female?
3: I would think a female.
1: Okay. And then when you go and you ask him about it, you said basically he told you that you were crazy, which means that he didn't really answer the question, correct? Right. Then
3: finally he says, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm I'm, I'm holding the receipt in my hand. And it's like, are you gay? Are you using this on the dogs?
1: Mm-hmm. And you know that these are, you know, right?
3: You know, tell okay. me, what, what is this?
1: Okay, so you sound like a very intelligent person. Therefore, if you have the receipt, you know exactly what has been bought. And when you said toys, that, that's plural, so I'm assuming you're talking about more than one thing.
3: It was, it was two. It was, it was a, a, I guess, I would say a family pack, but I guess that's really not what that would be. Um, it, was, it was just two um, gadgets
1: okay and and we can we can actually say that on here, so I'm assuming you're talking about at least one of them being a vibrator, right
3: yes, it, it was two of the exact same. I two don't of know the if it just, hmm. you know it was I asked him if it was a gag gift um it was just i don't know why it was two
1: If it were a gag gift, when you ask him about it, don't you think he would have felt safe in telling you that? Oh, I bought it as a gag gift for this party or whatever in other words, the fact that that he didn't answer you honestly and that he basically told you you were crazy. Typically um, when we find a situation like this, Kara where one person rather than, than answering directly to the other person tries to create a scenario, of making that person doubt himself or herself. That as you would understand is typically a very bad sign. And, and I'm, I'm again, I'm, I obviously don't know what he's doing. So don't hear me saying he's definitely mm-hmm. having an affair or whatever, I'm just saying that in our world, if, if if you bought two gifts like that, two toys like that, which are going to be used, I'm assuming then they're kind of a, a dildo type vibrators to be used on a female. Is that what I'm. Yes. Is, that be correct. OK, then uh, unless you're unless you're right, unless uh, I, let me say that differently, unless your question was correct, are you gay? Typically, that means that that's been bought to use on a female. That's what that would typically mm-hmm. mean. All right. The fact that he wouldn't answer, but he did what some people referred to as gaslighting. Gaslighting actually was a movie way back, back in the old black and white movie days, actually, where the husband and the name of the movie was Gaslight, as I recall, kept trying to convince the wife that she was crazy. And so now it's kind of come into our vernacular when you think a spouse is deceiving you and trying to make you think, wow, you don't know what you're talking about. You may be off center. You may be crazy. It's actually called gaslighting. And so that situation sounds as if it were that. Now, when he says things such as, I don't love you, I don't like you, I don't want you, but at the same time, he doesn't divorce you. If I were to say, I can tell you exactly why he's doing that, then I would be telling you a lie because I don't know exactly why okay. he's doing that. Sometimes people don't even know themselves why they're doing what they're doing. I mean, you have probably had something in your life where you did something and thought, why did I do that? Everybody does some of that. But mm-hmm. when you start putting those things together, I don't like you. I don't love you. I don't want you. And um, I've, I've done something now that I, I'm not going to tell you the truth about, which appears to be something I to use with another female. You understand that the signs are really pretty bad. And again, not accusing him of anything because I don't know, but with those signs, the likelihood of his being involved with somebody else is definitely, definitely there. Now, if that's the case, if he actually is doing that, and again, I don't know that he is, but if he's actually doing that, it's not unusual for a person like your husband to tell the spouse things like he told you, I don't like you, I don't want you, I don't want to be with you, etc." but not to pull the trigger, if you will, not to go ahead and do the divorce because a part of him would still realize how much of a relationship you actually have had and how important that is to him. In other words, I'm involved in this other thing, I'm justifying it to myself, and one thing I do is that I tell you these terrible things about you, so you'll back off and leave me alone, but I can't really end my marriage with you because I'm I'm not sure that's really what I want to do. Now, again, I'm guessing, make sure you hear that, Kara, I'm guessing as to that's what's going on. Now, when you say things like, if that's how you feel, then go ahead and move out. Obviously, that's what it led to. He went, okay, I'm going to do what you suggest. I'm going to move out. And and you have every right in the world to tell him to do that when he's telling you, I don't love you. I don't care about you, et Etc. et cetera. When you say, okay, these other people, I admire how they're standing for their marriage. Me too. And some people stand longer than I personally would. Some stand not as long. It has to come back To you, what that means, Mm Kara, is this. You've got to decide in your own heart and mind, how long can I live like this? If I can take this, if I can tolerate it for a while longer, then standing is a great thing because the longer you stand, the greater the likelihood of getting him back. On the other hand, if that's being destructive to you emotionally or mentally or spiritually or any of those kinds of things, then sometimes for your own well-being, you have to go ahead and say, look... I don't want a divorce. I really would like to have this marriage work out, but I can't live in limbo. And because I can't live in limbo, this is what I'm going to do next. Now, your, your experience so far is when you told him, I can't live like this, move out, he did. Therefore, if you well, were to it say. Took,
3: it took a moment. It, it took several years to get to that point.
1: Oh, how many times did you tell him?
3: Oh, I've been telling for about twenty, about fifteen, 'm about ten years.
1: Oh
2: okay.
3: well the thing is we, we have family issues and my my thought my thing is if you if you can't respect me, you don't love me, you don't you know, you can't make me a priority, then you, you need to go. Mm-hmm. And and we, we, we do this, we do this, we have an an issue. Uh, it's never resolved, and then, you know, we get back to the point and he'll do something else, and it's like, okay, we're back to, if you can't respect me, you can't love me, and you can't make me a priority, why don't you just go? And this year on Mother's Day, we, we had, um, uh, we'd been at odds because his mother was concerned about our son's birthday, you know, what we're going to do, you know, for Easter. And it just Mm -hmm. constantly, I mean, it's just constant with her. And then, you know, the sister goes, well, we're going to do this. And then he takes off, well, you know, so-and-so says we're going to do this. It's like, for the last time, I am sick of people outside of the home dictating what we're going to do. If you okay. can't respect me and 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 do and we do this together, then you need to go.
1: Okay, I understand what you're saying. All right, yeah. I, 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 So
3: it, and that's how we got to. You just right. need to go. I can't deal with it because words went okay. after words, and and but you've just, been, you
1: know. A, but you've been telling him that for years, is what you just told me. Yes. right? Okay.
3: We have, I gather our marriage could be terrible because if he gets angry with me, he tells me that he's going to leave. And it's like, okay, okay. fine. So right. the dynamics are probably okay. terrible.
1: When when we do marital research to try to find out if a marriage might be clinically distressed, those kinds of things, and there's research out there that we can actually measure marriages with to find out just how distressed it is, including the bottom level, which is clinically distressed. One of the things that we measure, one of the things we ask about is how often have you ever discussed separation or divorce, and if it 's any at all if if you or he or both have mentioned separation or divorce from the very first time you do that, it increases the likelihood that the marriage is not going to last because once you start talking about that and I understand what you 're saying i, I respect mm-hmm. I need to be respected if you 're not going to do that don 't be here. But from the time you started that and you said you started it 20 years ago and the time that he's threatened that, which is apparently a long time ago, every time either one of you, either he or you said those things, based on the way we look at at the structure of a marriage from the social science standpoint, it became that much weaker every time that was mentioned. And so after 20 something years, when he finally says, "Okay, I'm gone, I'm going to go ahead and do that. Uh, again, I can't tell you all the reasons why he has not divorced you yet, but if you guys were to try to work this thing out, then I would urge each of you never to, to bring those possibilities up again unless you intend for it to happen right then and that be it. In other words, if you say, okay, Sam, for you to go. You really mean that and not just that he moves out of the house, but that you go ahead and see the attorney and start doing the things you need to do or he starts seeing the attorney to do things he needs to do because when those things are used and they're not going to be followed on right now, they actually weaken the marriage uh, tremendously. Now, I'm not trying to beat you up. The past is the past, okay? You you did what you thought was best for you and you wanted to be Mm -hmm. respected and I don't blame you for wanting to be respected. It's personal. Perfectly reasonable that you do. But in the situation that you're describing, uh, it's going to be extremely difficult to put this one back together. I'm not saying it's impossible. I regularly see relationships get back together that seem absolutely impossible. I'm not saying this one's impossible. But if it were to come back together at some point, if that were to happen, then, then you can make clear your needs, like I demand being respected, but without saying, if you can't do that, you need to be someplace else. Because, look, well, you know where he has led so far.
2: Mm-hmm, I, don't, I
1: don't know if he's involved with another woman or not. I have no idea. But this, it doesn't look good. What you told me sounds bad. Okay. And the mm-hmm. fact that he tried to, to gaslight you when you brought things up with the receipt, pretending that he didn't know what it was about, you're crazy, those kinds of things. It's a really bad sign. If you're having any conversations, and you said you go to his apartment, so I'm assuming that you still have some kind of conversations. Is that correct?
3: Pretty much. I mean, it's strained, but okay. it's, it's just weird. You know, if I feel like I'm, I want to go visit, I will go visit.
1: Okay. And, and he welcomes you there?
3: Well, he opens the door, and he looks at me like, oh, you're just going to come in. You're just going to show up when you want to. It's like, if you yes. don't want me to show up. So he's not particularly not happy.
1: So he's not particularly happy that you're there, then.
3: No, no. Okay. It's like if you don't want me to show up, make me not your wife, and you don't have that to worry about.
1: Okay. So you really want him to divorce you, then? No. But you keep telling I, him to I, do that.
3: But I, the thing is, if, if if you don't want me to be your wife, and I've told him, I, I do not want a divorce. That is not what I want. I did not get married to get divorced.
1: I understand, but you repeatedly but, tell I mean, him if are the he's not going to respect that you. Mm-hmm. I understand. I understand, but I, it sounds to me, and I'm not trying to beat you up at all, but it sounds no, to I, me I, I, like you're I giving want contradictory your okay. I think you're giving contradictory messages. Are you by any chance part of our online Save My Marriage course?
3: <laughs> um, on Facebook. I just, I okay, just but not, recently but not realized that there was the other when, when right. you were making the statement.
1: Okay. Well, if you ever decide to take that course, I mean, and again, it's 10 weeks long, we explain there much more than what I can do here because I got a lot of callers waiting on me. Right. We, we explain there more in detail about, okay, how do you become a safe place? What things do you not say? Because it's going to do more damage. What things do you do to try to put things back together? I'm, I'm not saying that what this is is impossible. I'm not saying that at all, but based on the, on the way that you guys have it structured right now, it's going to be very difficult even to the point that if you drop in without him expecting you and he's not real happy that you're there is actually in the long run working against you. And if you really want to make this thing work and and I'm so sorry because I've got to go to some more callers here. But if you really want to make this thing work, I would suggest that, that and, and forgive me for sounding like a commercial, I really don't want to, but I suggest that you go to that online course, and because it's half off right now, between now and October 31st, you can get really a deal and a half on it, and,
2: right.
1: and it can teach you a whole lot of things, and then be part of our coaching calls on Thursday night, where we can answer specific questions about that. So for right now, because I've got to go, let me just wrap it up this way. I suggest you no longer mention divorce. I suggest that before you go over, you call and say, I'd like to come talk. And if he says, okay, then great, go do it. If he shows any hesitancy, just say, hey, I'll come sometime when you feel like it. When you do talk, the place to start right now would not, in my opinion, be to talk about your issues. The place right now would be to talk about anything other than that where you can actually be civil, understand each other, talk to each other, those kinds of things. Mm
2: -hmm. So that
1: that he can start feeling safe with you and you can start feeling safe with him. That's where I suggest you go right now. And Kara, forgive me for having to move on, but I hope that helps some.
3: It does. And thank you so much. And I'm going to go and join the online right now.
1: Okay. Thank you very much. All right. We're going over here now to New Jersey. I believe it is in area code 973. Hello. You're on the doctor show show. Hi, Dr. Joe. Hi. And I'm talking to. Well,
4: my name is John.
1: Okay, I'm having trouble. It sounds almost like you're in echo there, so I didn't catch that yeah, name. Yeah, I'm in the
4: hallway. I'm going a smaller area, maybe it'd be better. How are you this evening?
1: me? Um, okay, I'm still having a little my, trouble. My, under- I'm having trouble understanding you, my friend. Are you on a speakerphone yeah. or something like that?
4: Yeah, I just took it off the speakerphone. Is that any Great. better?
1: Great. Oh, a whole lot. Oh, okay. 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 give, give me a first name again, please, sir.
4: My name is John.
1: Uh, okay, John. How can we help you
4: tonight? John, uh, Joe, my my marriage has been in distress for about six months, and um, uh-huh. I've been listening to your podcast. I've been doing a lot of things, and and I it, it's been a roller coaster. It, it's up and it's down. It's like I think things are getting better, and then wham, something happens, and we're we're back to almost square one. And then it's it's, it's up again. Um, mm-hmm. I I don't think I don't know if my wife is is having an emotional affair or, or more, but there are some signs that, that confuse me a little bit, make me think that something could be going on, or or not. But she does want to say the marriage. We have little children, and again, it, it, it's like a roller coaster up and down. The other thing is, I purchased your book, and I've been working on my pies. And mm-hmm. um, and one, one, one question I have is, I, I really can't. After I, I understand the four different personality types, I understand them completely, but I really mm-hmm. can't pin what we are. I think that my wife is probably a commander like you and I'm, I'm like Alice. Hmm,
2: um, okay. but,
4: but, but I, I don't know. And, okay. um, uh, is there any tools that can use for that? And also, um, I was wondering if that online course that you're, you're have a discount right now on, um, if, if that would help me with the roller coaster.
1: Yeah, we, we don't actually have that as part of the online course. We are developing another course, uh, it's just not ready right now. That where we actually will test you to tell you whether you're a commander, complete completer, communicator, etc. But that's not available right now today. Now, what, what makes you think that she's involved with somebody else?
4: It, it, it's, it's, there's unaccountable times. Um, she's always always a lot of a lot of cash that she's carrying around instead of using her debit card. Um, we have these ups and downs, and sometimes I feel like when she's, you know, been aloof or whatever, that's sort of when we sort of have it down. And um, you know, there, there's been a couple of other things that, you know, there's the anger. There, like the last caller, she calls me crazy once in a while, and, and you mm-hmm. know, and um, okay. I don't know. I, I'm not sure. But okay. she does want to save the marriage, and we, we are having some positive things that are coming out of the things that I've been learning and that I've been bringing to the table. But, um, again, it's still up and down all the time.
1: Got you. Okay. And and uh, I'm sorry, but but you're, you're kind of fading in and out as you speak, and so some of these things I'm missing. What For whatever, it seems like you've got a bad connection. But what I heard you say is that you uh, think it may be somebody else because of money that's being spent? That's what one thing I heard, is that correct?
4: yeah, money, money she has always has a large sum of cash, she's okay. unaccountable sometimes she's okay, um, so, not available not available sometimes I mean okay. these things could be signs of other things as well you know, yes, she they could. she works many many many, many hours, and they they could okay. be signs, but still i'm I'm more concerned that doesn't even bother me as much because it, in, in the long run it's she'll have to make a choice between her or me I mean me or if, if somebody else mm-hmm. uh, based on our pies and our attractiveness, but I'm right. just having trouble with the with the roller coaster right now
1: I got you, I understand uh, first of all, John, I'm so sorry for your pain. I truly, really am uh, thank you for buying the book. I appreciate that, but in the situation you're describing uh, if and you say you have small children, and, and again, just make sure I heard you because you're kind of going in and out of me. There's money, and there's also time missing, unaccountability, or lack of accountability, those kinds of things, and so you think there may be an emotional involvement with somebody else. The yeah, answer... It like, mm-hmm.
4: like when she is available on the weekends. It's always like mm-hmm. she's stressed and, and like we got to go somewhere. We just can't be, you know, be. We have right. to, just got to be doing so, something.
1: Okay, so whether it's somebody else or not, something's going on, right? Right. She's pulled away from you. She's not emotionally close to you anymore. Well, I'm not it's without a roller
4: coaster. Yeah.
1: You know, is it a roller coaster? She'll be, she'll be for, just for you? And she's not. Yeah. Okay. So that what you're describing, John does sound as if she's involved, at least emotionally with somebody else. Now hear me well, I am not saying that she is because obviously I don't know, but the things well, that you're describing do sound like that now if that's the case and what i'm understanding here is that you really do love her and you really would like to make this work right yes i would yes okay all right because of the fact that with a situation like you're describing right now i really can't give you a lot right now on this program again i'm going to sound like a commercial which i hate to do because i'm not trying oh, to, i'm not i'm not trying to sell product i'm actually trying to help people but if you were to go to com slash save my marriage, all one long word right. right now, that program between now and October 31st is half price, which makes me happy because I can get that many more people in it. If you were to choose, if you were to choose to get into that, a lot of the things we will explain in great detail there, because that's 10 weeks long and and you get to watch videos and do exercises and PDFs that, that obviously are much more involved than this right here. And then we do a a 10 weeks in a row. We do a coaching call typically on Thursday night and on the coaching calls, people actually send specific questions. Okay. uh, Dr. Joe, this is my situation right here. What do you think I should do about this? What do you think I should do about that? And I can answer those more directly for people who are in the course, because I, I know that they already understand some of the basics that we teach where I don't have to stop and explain everything in detail. And so right. I hate, hate, hate making it sound like I'm telling you, go buy my course and I'll help you. I want to help you no matter what, okay.
2: but I'm just telling one you one that.
1: Minute. Okay, go one ahead.
2: One really last quick question. Okay, so
1: shoot. Okay, you're
2: having an affair.
4: Okay, you're, you're,
1: you're breaking uh-huh. up with me. You're breaking if she up with is
4: having me. an affair. Okay. If she is. Uh-huh. Um, is it, it, it's, it's pointless for me to find that out on my own and, and or – to, you know, to confront her with it, or or if if you know to investigate and find that out, is that something that I should be doing at this point, or should I just be working on me and 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 you know trying to make more of those ups and downs with the roller coaster ups?
1: Okay, that's an excellent question, John. I mean, that's a very good question. Let me answer that this way, if I may. Whenever you will have to do whatever you have to do, whether that's hire private detective, whether that's follow her, whether it's sneak into her phone put a pot of GPS in her car, whatever the kind of things you have to do to kind of prove that. Our experience is about 99 times out of 100, if you get the information that way, where you've been sneaking, prying, et cetera, then the reaction of the other person is not to be penitent. The reaction of the person is to be furious. Like, how dare you look at my phone when I didn't give you authorization to do that? How dare you follow me so therefore what we typically tell people is this if indeed you want to do that be ready to divorce because okay. because if you do and and she really gets angry about it then divorce is definitely on the table if you can live with the uncertainty for a little while while you figure out how to do some things to as you said take advantage of the good parts of the roller coaster then then you in all likelihood, can figure out how to save this marriage without ever having to do that and getting her defenses up. Now, well, understand? That's my okay, and, all right. And I'd
4: be okay if I didn't even know. So,
1: okay, and that's in that case, my friend. I seriously suggest that you don't do that. That you just work I, I, on. I your,
4: haven't, okay. and I won't, and I am going to okay. seek out your course. Thank you so much.
1: Okay, John. You have a good evening, my friend. And my heart and breaks for thank you. you. Okay, Bye. thank you. Uh, my heart breaks for so many people because there's so many situations out there that are just, just heartbreaking. And, and, and they just, well, they rip my heart out. They really do. Okay. Uh, I, we do care. We honestly genuinely do care. Okay. We're going to go to area code nine three seven. And if I'm reading this correctly, I think that's Dayton, Ohio. Hello, Area Code 937. You're on the Dr. Joe Show.
5: Hi, Joe. How are you?
1: I am doing well. Who am I talking to, please?
5: Um, Jamie.
1: Hi, Jane. How are you?
5: I'm okay. Um, I've spoke to you before about my situation, and I don't want to take up too much time going through it all, but um, my husband's been gone 11 months. With staying out, out of state with the other woman, I put something on my on your Facebook or on the Save My Marriage Facebook last week about my oldest son that doesn't talk to him, doesn't want to visit, um, mm-hmm. and the two other kids that do. Well, last week he shows up at our home out of nowhere, didn't know mm-hmm. he was coming with his clothes in the back of the car.
2: Mm-hmm. He
5: gets out of the car and says that he can't do it anymore that he left her and that he realizes that he's messed his kids' lives up and that he needs to come here and make it right with his kids. And he got an apartment here. And Mm -hmm. so instead of forcing the, you know, I've been doing the calm and all that, and Mm -hmm. um, so I was finally a safe place after all these months. And Mm -hmm. so I was just being his friend, listening. He threw a lot of bricks of the situation that was going on over there, how she was controlling and yada, yada. Mm -hmm. And he even told the kids that, you know, he had left her and they didn't have to worry about going over there. And she was blowing his phone up. He was even reading me the text messages that she was sending, which I was shocked about, Mm -hmm. you know, I can't believe you did this to me. Give your wife a high five. She won. Just really crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. And so, that was great for like the first couple of days. Well, mm-hmm. that was Sunday. And by Wednesday, um, he is going back on saying that he didn't say that he, that, that, that relationship was off the table and that, um, he did, he did get an apartment here, but, um, we just need to go ahead and file divorce. And mm. that hasn't been pushed the whole 11 months. And I know it's from her because one of the bricks that he handed me was, she got frustrated because he continued to pay all the bills, and he was just not here. And so um, he, one of the bricks was he said that she, they got in an argument Saturday, and she said, what are you doing? We're just playing house. You don't have um, personal items here. You don't have your mail coming here. You don't have a doctor. And so they got in an argument, and he left. Well, back in December, this happened again when she found out that he lied about being married. So this is the second time that Uh he has left, but she's pulled him back in again. And so now my 15 year old son is still holding his stance apartment or no apartment. He has no Uh interest to go to the apartment. And he said, dad, you lied to me again. So now the woman's idea of finally meeting our son is she'll just come one weekend a month to stay here. Uh And so now I just need advice from this point. Like I'm still, I'm still going to stay the course and be calm and strong. But now that it seems that he's had a consultation with the attorney on Friday Mm -hmm. um, and he went back out um, to where she's at for work, um, Mm -hmm. obviously, you know, he's at in her town. So it's just not going to be feasible. He's telling the kids he'll do a week here and a week there. And Mm -hmm. I just don't see how that's going to work or how he's going to be able to, to pull that off. And I brought the workshop, the workshop up, if you recall, like a month and a half ago. And he said he just Mm -hmm. wasn't interested in that yet. And then a month Mm -hmm. later, he shows up here.
1: Right. Well, I have, I remember your story after you started talking about it. I have been Mm -hmm. continually impressed with the strength of your 15 year old. Sounds like he's still standing very strong. You know, the fact that, that, uh, that this has happened twice, now, you know, you say last time was December, so that's almost a year ago. And now right. and now it's happening. Actually pretty well indicates that they're doomed. Um I mean I've watched Oh well, and these I things. don't
5: want to interrupt you, but one more important brick that he handed me. Mm-hmm. Um, he said this is her third affair.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So he's beginning to lose the halo of that. What I mean is he's beginning to see her as she really is. Now, okay. you may have heard me talk about this before, but when people move into stage three limerence, which is the final phase, it's often
2: mm-hmm.
1: three, three steps forward, two steps back. In other words, they, right. they go forward. Then the other person knows, and they know, trust me, they know the other person knows the things to say, the things to do to pull them back. And, right. and so that's really very, it happens a lot. But the fact that he's telling you things like this is her third affair, like she's controlling, like all those other kinds of things indicate that he in all likelihood, and of course, I don't know for sure, but he in all likelihood is in stage three, but in the vacillating part, which is kind of the first part of stage three where he pulls her back and forth. The fact that he mm-hmm. even has an apartment where you live now is a good sign. And yeah, it's not unusual that in a situation like this, the other person would make a bold move to try to push, okay, file for tours. So here's because some she's things.
5: she's okay, he's not over there all the time now.
1: You got it. Okay, like give okay. your wife a high five. She won. I mean, think yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, think about that. So a couple of things for you to consider, my friend. First of all, not just in my... Impressed with the strength of your son, I am impressed with your strength, young lady, and have been since the first time we talked. If indeed, oh, I know it. I have no doubt that it's hard, but you're you're a very strong person. If indeed he pursues this, in other words, if he gets the attorney, do you have an attorney? Mm
5: -hmm. Well, that was another question. (laughs) Um, I've I've called around and spoke to them on the phone. And a couple of them, like you had said in some of your podcasts, some of them are just cut and dry. You know, it takes two people to save a marriage. So obviously I don't want to hear about them, but mm-hmm. I'm, I, and I'm trying to explain, like you suggest, explain the stance to the attorney. Like if he proceeds with that, I want how, I want him to see the consequences of it. Mm-hmm. And the thing about Friday is when he went to this consultation, it was her 13 year old's 13th birthday the middle son the one that was in counseling and so Mm -hmm. when he called me um he wanted to talk about that and i said not today this is our son's birthday and whatever Mm -hmm. that was the first time in 11 months he started to get really you know frustrated with me Mm -hmm. and he said well you're going to get this amount of money and i said it's not about the money i know this might make you uncomfortable but i love you and i don't want the divorce and so it just you know i just said it calm and of course it you know obviously it's going to frustrate him Um, Mm -hmm. but my thing is I uh, with some of the attorneys that I asked and you know with being in Ohio I'm not sure he's been out of state staying there for 11 months and he Mm -hmm. gets an apartment and picks up his keys Friday has a consultation with the attorney and then he Mm -hmm. gets frustrated with me because I'm being nice and he says Mm -hmm. well I, I guess we'll just have to serve you next week and you'll have 14 days to respond and I'm like How can you not be here for almost a year and come back and think that it's just going to be a neat little package?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, it's not going to be a neat little package as he expects. So I'm hearing you say that you have not found an attorney you're happy with.
5: No, and I was going to see, you know, do you know anybody in this area that you can suggest?
1: (laughs) Unfortunately, I don't. Now, have (laughs) any of the attorneys you talked to been female?
5: No, but unfortunately, the one that he has is female, which
1: makes me nervous. Yeah. Well, yeah, I wouldn't worry about that. Uh, if I were you, I would try to find a good female attorney who would understand yeah. you. And and uh, uh, is it a fairly populous area where you live?
2: Mm, yeah.
1: Okay, so yeah, there's a lot of a lot of attorneys around there, right?
5: Yeah, I was trying to find a good Christian attorney, but the the couple that I spoke to, you know, I made it, you know, at the very onset, I'm like, I don't want the divorce, I want to save my marriage, and I don't want to be vindictive or vicious, I want him to mm-hmm. feel the consequences, you know, with the kids, because I told him, you know, he left right. for 11 months, and he's coming back and not seeing all the pain, like my middle son's counseling, and the school right. problems, and all that, Right, but
1: you there's come bound, back and
5: tell the kids this. there's emotional damage that
1: he's Oh, yeah, doing. I agree. What, I agree. But at this point, don't expect him to be logical, okay? There's okay. bound to be. There's bound to be a, an attorney and, if possible, a female attorney. And I'm not trying to be sexist. I'm trying to say that it, you may have greater success in finding one who understands what you're trying to do. And I understand you wanting to have a Christian attorney. That's fine. Understand also, though, that this attorney that's going to represent you is going to be a gladiator. And as long as they have the beliefs and values that are consistent with yours, it's okay if they're not Christian. But you want to make sure they do have the same beliefs and values as yours. Now, I'm a Christian. I'm not trying to put Christians down whatsoever. If you were here, I know the exact person I would send you to. Okay, you go Mm -hmm. see this. I
5: wish I was in Tennessee.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because this guy is a gladiator. I mean, he's a gladiator. And, and that's what you're going to want, because if, if indeed he proceeds with this and you do what you just said, which is, OK, I'm not out for vengeance. I actually want to save the marriage, but I want him to realize the full consequences of his behavior. And so, Mr. or Miss Attorney, I want you to make it miserable for him. You have heard me talk about that. And when he comes yeah. back and, and complains to you, like, how, why would you do that to me? When you say the things like, well, I don't really want the divorce. I'm happy to go work on the marriage. Uh, but if, yeah. as long as you pursue this, I've got an attorney to protect me and the kids, and I'm going to do what my attorney says to do. And you let the attorney be the follow guy. You understand? And, yeah. and if you keep calling around, I would start, I would actually look for a female attorney. Even well, if I he, do have
5: an appointment with a female attorney, next, but not until the first week of November. That's the only female attorney that I have an appointment for as of right now. And I don't know what she's about, but
1: well, you'll find out. Yeah. And when you get there, when you explain what you're trying to do, if the attorney gets it, whoever he or she is, that's the one you want to use. I'm Mm -hmm. still, I still have great hopes for your future marriage. I really do. Because of the fact that, because of the fact that he's in this vacillation mode, well, he's acting like a jerk right now, but Hey, that often happens. Well, as a matter of fact, it, it, Often, often happens when people are in the initial stages of of phase three. Uh, I was, I was a bigger jerk than that to Alice. Okay. And we've been remarried 29 years. So (laughs) I know it. Well, I even
5: asked him, I said, would it be easier if I vilified you and I was mean to you? And he's like, yeah, it would. I think he's shocked by like what you teach. I think Mm -hmm. he's shocked by ever since he's been gone, I'm not blowing his phone up begging like she did when he left. I'm just kind of giving him his space and just being calm. And I don't think he knows what to do with that because I'm trying to show him love and grace. And one of the comments he made in front of my daughter and my middle son was, He's like, well, we need. When I told him I didn't want the divorce, but I loved him, he said, "What are you teaching our daughter?" And like, he tried, of course, vilify me, put it on me in front of her. Right, he right. said, "Well, what are you? What are you teaching our daughter? Are you? Are you saying you're trying to teach her that it's okay for a man to treat you this way?" Hmm. And I just looked at him and I said, "Actually, I, I'm not teaching our kids that. What I'm trying to teach our kids is that families stick together, and when someone you love makes a mistake, you don't just." throw them away (laughs) I'm trying to teach them grace and mercy and love you
1: are you are awesome what a great and he
5: got mad so so and I'm like I don't know when to bring the workshop up now I think I should probably put that on the back burner for now you think
1: maybe sometimes people put it into the the, some people have their attorney bring it up to the other attorney and say hey why don't we try this I mean play it by ear. I'm just telling you right now, your instincts are good. What you're saying is good. I know it's painful. I know at times you feel (laughs) weak, but you're doing the right things. And if anything works, this will, if anything works, this will.
5: And you're right about the two step forward or Saturday. Um, when he left our daughter's soccer tournament, you know, that's another thing I hope they start seeing is he said he'd be there for the tournament and he stayed for the mm-hmm. first game and then he had to get back to the East coast to get to work on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, he, he, he hasn't called the kids. He hasn't texted them. And of course he's not going to contact me cause he's upset with me, but yeah. that's, I'm just going to have to stay calm when I see him next.
1: Right. You know, You're doing good. Here's my hope, my friend. Here's my hope that a few months from now I have the two of you on as my guest who are talking about how you put it back together that's my hope for you okay it would be wonderful it would be awesome you just keep being strong I cannot wait
5: to meet you I I still have faith that he'll agree to this and I can get to sit in front of your amazing team and you and see what we can do with this
1: I I would Love that opportunity. And you're right. The team I work with is amazing. I work with amazing people. They are. I really. Don't. All right, my friend, yeah. I'm going to try to get another call here and just keep on like, being strong. Okay.
5: Thank you so much, Joe, for all you do.
1: You're very welcome. Well, let's stay in Ohio. Let's move over. I think this is Dayton, Ohio, area code 614. Hello, 614. You're there. Yes. Yes. And can I have a first name, please? Anne. Okay. Anne, how can I help you tonight?
6: So um, a little background for you. My husband left 15 months ago, mm-hmm. and ever since he left, he's been vilifying me, mm-hmm. and he's very angry and very mm-hmm. hateful. Mm-hmm. He has very limited contact with our son, and the few times we meet to like exchange our son, he ends up screaming at me, even if I walk away. Wow. Um, He's, he's done a lot of really kind of unspeakable things to me financially. He stole money out of our accounts and bought a house and has done mm. all kinds of crazy things. Um, wow. And he lies all the time. He mm. lies about being with other women. He lies about all kinds of things. But the the question I have for you is this. Lately, my husband is on this, I don't know what to call it, a spiritual kick. I'm not totally sure if that's the right way to say it. He's mm-hmm. been telling everybody that God told him to leave me because um, I was preventing him from being in the ministry full time and that the Holy Spirit speaks to him personally. And he's been meeting with our friends and telling them all that, you know, the Bible's just a book and it wasn't really written for our time and it's really just Mm. be interpreted by us and like the Ten Commandments only applied to the Israelites and not to us and all this like really bizarre stuff. And a lot of it, I don't really know what to do with him. He doesn't really fit into any category. Mm. I mean, he might be in limerence. I don't know. He denies there being a woman. I don't know. Um, But I don't know what to do. I don't know. I don't know how to approach this with him. I mean, I can't even talk to him. He just screams at me.
1: And that's so sad. If I ask, how old is he?
6: He is 34.
1: 34. Okay. And you guys were married how long? Have been married how long?
6: We've been married 10 years. Um. He, he did, so just to add to the crazy, he filed for divorce last December, and we were in the process of divorce, and then out of the blue in July, he dismissed the divorce. So I don't understand him
1: at all. all right. I got you. Well, let me, let me explain a thing or two. Uh, and if, if I'm being redundant to things you've heard before, forgive me, but just let me go through a minute or two. When people start doing things that are in contradiction to their belief and value system – like, for example, if they're having an affair, but it could be any number of things. It could be, you know, like they're drinking to drunkenness or they're gambling all the money away or whatever. Whenever people start doing things that are in contradiction to their belief and value system, the first thing they do is they go into a, a thing that's called compartmentalized thinking, which means that they don't let themselves think about their beliefs and values and the thing they're doing at the same time. And by not doing that, they don't feel guilty. But nobody can stay like that forever. And so eventually what happens is that those things do come into contact with each other and, and forgive the, the scientific language, but that's called cognitive dissonance. Dissonance means disharmony. It means that I'm miserable inside. I'm I'm, I'm not happy because I feel guilty. I don't know what I want, et cetera, et cetera. And people can't remain in cognitive dissonance because it's so miserable. And so, the only way to resolve the cognitive dissonance is either they stop doing the thing that's in contradiction to their beliefs and values and go back to the belief and value, or they change their beliefs and values to make what they're doing okay. And so when you have a man that says things like, okay, at one point he wanted to go in the ministry, but you were the problem. and But now, now he believes that God speaks to him directly through the Holy Spirit, but that the Bible is no longer valid. The Ten Commandments are not applicable to us, those kinds of things. If you try to deal with that with logic, well, what that indicates, I mean, I'll skip a step. What that indicates is that it's highly likely that he has changed his belief and value system. Would you think that's correct? Yes. <laughs> okay. And when, they, and when a person makes that choice to change a belief and value system, then anything that questions that, is rejected outright. So for example, if you come at him and say, well, something like this, Oh, so the 10 commandments were not for us. So that means now that we can murder. Is that what that means? <laughs> you know, Because that's one of the 10 commandments, or it means now that we can commit adultery. We can violate our, our covenant with our spouse. Does, does that mean that's no longer applicable to us? He's not going to react well to that. As a matter of fact, he'll either argue with you or shut you down or yell at you like he's doing now, because anything that directly confronts the choice that he's made to change his belief and value system, he's going to reject outright. That's what people do. Now that doesn't mean that there's no hope, but it does mean that the way that you're going to get that hope is in all likelihood, not going to be accomplished by direct confrontation because the person will argue or they'll get angry or they'll do whatever else. And so when you're saying, okay, I don't know exactly what to do. I'm suggesting that rather than trying to contradict him, which he's going to reject outright and yell at you, that what you try to do, if you can, if you can, and it's hard to do is that whenever you do have interactions with him, that you listen, try to understand what he's thinking, try to understand what he's feeling. And if you ask questions, don't ask questions in a challenging way, but ask questions in a way where you're actually trying to understand more about what he's thinking or feeling through that process. Through that process, if, if he finally begins to feel safe telling you what he really thinks and what he really feels, then that actually potentially can lead him back toward his original belief and value system. Not guaranteed, but it's much more likely to work than confrontation. Now, the fact that he's done things such as taking money out to buy a house and things like that, do you have legal representation to keep that kind of thing from happening anymore?
6: Yeah, I, I did. It's. I mean, I don't right now because we're not in court right now. But I mean, I have kind of a lawyer on the side. But I took him off all the accounts once I realized what he was doing, which made him really angry and led mm-hmm. him to vilify me more. Oh, <laughs> well, sure. You know,
1: sure. Because you're not because he's not getting to do what he wants to do. So that's pretty typical behavior. But I mean, you do have then a lawyer you can call on if he were to do something that's not going to be good for you or your children. I, I, do you have children? Did you say you had children?
6: We have one son together and I, I have a stepson that I'm not allowed to see anymore.
1: Ah, so we sad.
6: have one. Yeah. And how I,
1: old do, is a
6: son? I do have one question. Okay. Our son together is six. And that okay. I, I do have a question about that. I made boundaries about mm-hmm. our son. Mm-hmm. My husband is currently living with a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, But, you know, that's okay because God says that's okay. Um, Because God told him to divorce me, so that's okay. But so I told him that while he was living with this woman, um, our son was not allowed to spend the night there. Mm -hmm. And now, because I don't think it's good for a six year old to see his married father with another woman. And he calls me controlling, and, you know, this is why God's allowing him to leave right. me because I'm such a horrible person I mean so I'm in this torn place of I'm trying to be not confrontational with him and a safe place but yet I really don't think my son should see him with someone then, else I mean
1: then stop that. when I was talking about confrontation my friend I was talking about confronting like you say you don't believe the Bible anymore and trying to argue that with him that's what I'm talking about are there okay. other confrontations that will have to take place well, sure. Um, if I were you, I'd be in the same situation. I'd be like, call me, call me controlling, manipulative, whatever you want, but it's not healthy for my son to go into that situation. And I'm going to fight it tooth and nail because when he says to you things like, oh, that just shows how controlling you are and why God told me to divorce you. You understand that what he's doing is pure manipulation. Surely you understand that, right?
6: Yeah, no, I get that.
1: Okay. And don't buy it. Don't listen to it. Don't agree to it standing up for what's right for your son, standing up for what's right for you. I suggest you strongly do that. So that's not the confrontation I was talking about. The confrontation I was talking about is trying to convince him that it's wrong. That's where he's going to look up and argue and that kind of thing. By any chance, have you ever listened to the the podcast we did on iTunes called the definitive guide to boundaries?
6: Yes. (laughs) Several times actually.
1: (laughs) Okay. Well, good, good. Then you understand the difference in a boundary and a criteria. Uh, I would definitely set those boundaries if it were my situation. I don't know the law where you live. I, I, I think your area code is in Ohio. I don't know the law where you live, but your attorney does. And, and that's the kind of thing that you can actually go to your attorney and say, I don't want my six-year-old over there. Help me, help me so that doesn't happen. And if your son says that, I mean, if your uh, husband says that's controlling, just say, oh, I hate the way the, I hate that you feel that way. But you understand I'm going to do what's best for my child. And then you don't argue. You're strong, okay. but you don't argue because arguing is not going to do any good. And, and if he tries to argue, say, well, if you wish to argue, why don't you call and argue with my attorney? But I'm not okay. going to do that. and And so you continue to be that strong, calm person that hopefully will help recreate cognitive dissonance. But you're not going to recreate it by trying to convince him he's wrong. Like God didn't tell you to do that. And we both know God did not tell him to do that. You understand? Oh, I know. I think the hard
6: thing for me is the friends of ours, the mutual friends of ours that are believing what he's saying. Like they look to him like he's some kind of prophet. (laughs) And I'm like,
1: Oh, good grief. Sometimes our friends wind up being our worst enemies because they aid and abet behavior that's destructive. And when they do that, they might think they're being friends, but they aren't. Okay. I am so sorry. I'm sorry for your situation. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm impressed with your strength. Good for loving your son. Do that. Please do whatever legally you need to do to protect him and you. And I hope and pray that something happens now because I am a praying man. If I were in your shoes, these are the two things I'd be praying for. Number one, God, please put obstacles in his life that just mess this whole thing up. He's trying to do whatever that is. I trust you God, to do it, but bring on the bad stuff to make him realize that this is the wrong path. And the second thing I'd be praying if I were in your shoes would be, and God put somebody in his life that he can respect and listen to that can show him the right way. Because right now he's got you blocked off. So I'd be praying for God to put somebody else in there. If, now you pray whatever you, if you're a praying person, you pray whatever you wish. I am a praying person. That's what I would be praying for. But of course you have to make your own decision.
6: Thank you very much.
1: Okay, you have a good evening. You take care. Uh, you too. Okay. I uh, I apologize that I didn't get to any more calls than I did tonight. I anticipated doing a lot of calls and wound up, <laughs> I think, maybe only three or four here. Let's see. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Well, four. Anyway, I can't even count. One, two, three. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next week.